0: good evening. Are you ready to take another step onto the narrow path? Welcome back. This is a journey to the Narrowgate podcast. I'm your host, George William Poslowski, and let's go for a walk. Welcome back. Today, the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew, chapter 26, verses 14 through 27 through 66. One of the 12 who was called Judas went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him 30 pieces of silver, and from that time on, he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? Go go into the city to a certain man and tell him. The teacher says, My appointed time draws near. In your house I shall celebrate the Passover with my disciples. The disciples then did as Jesus ordered and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed at this, they began to say to him one after the other, Surely it is not I, Lord. He said in reply, He who has dipped his hand into the dish with me is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes, and it is written of him. But woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. He answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and giving it to his disciples, said, Take it, and eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant which will be shed on my behalf for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, from now on I shall not drink the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you new in the kingdom of my Father. Then after singing a hymn, They went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, This night all of you will have your faith in me shaken. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be dispersed. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you in Galilee. Peter said to him in reply, Though all may have had their faith in you shaken, mine will never be. Jesus said to him, Amen, I say to you. This very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even, even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples spoke likewise. Then Jesus came to them in a place called Geth- Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to feel sorrow and distress. Then he said to him, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch with me. He advanced a little and fell prostrate in prayer, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. When he returned to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, So you cannot keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing a second time, he prayed again. My father, if it is not possible that this cup pass without my drinking it, your will be done. Then he returned once more and found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open. He left them and withdrew again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing again. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking a rest? Behold, the hour is at hand when the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up and let us go. Look, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who has come from, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. His betrayer had arranged a sign with them, saying, This man, the man I shall kiss is the one, arrest him. Immediately, he went over to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and he kissed him. Jesus answered him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then stepping forward, they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And behold, one of those who accompanied Jesus put his hands to his sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into the sheath, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call upon my Father and he will not provide me at this moment with more than twelve legions of angels? But then how would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must come to pass in this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day I sat teaching in the temple area, yet you did not arrest me. But all this has come to pass that the writing of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Peter was following him at a distance as far as the high priest's courtyard. And going inside, he sat down with the servants to see the outcome. The chief priests and the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward who stated, This man said, I can destroy the temple of God within three days and rebuild it. The high priest rose and addressed him. Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, I order you to tell us under oath before the living God, whether you are the Christ, the son of God. Jesus said to him in reply, you have said so, but I tell you, from now on, you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of the power and coming from on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, he has blasphemed. What further need we have of witnesses? You have now heard blasphemy. What is your opinion? They said in reply, he deserves to die. Then they spat in his face and struck him, while some slapped him, saying, Prophecy for us, Christ, who, it is, who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. One of the maids came over, and t- came over to him and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it in front of everyone, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. As he went out to the gate, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This man was was with Jesus the Nazarene. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know this man. A A little later, the bystanders came over and said to Peter, Surely you two are one of them. Even your speech gives you away. At that he began to curse and swear, I do not know the man, and immediately a cock crowed. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken, before the cock crows you will deny me three times. He went out and began to weep bitterly. When it was morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, Judas, his betrayer, seeing that Jesus had been condemned, deeply regretted what he had done. He returned the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? Look to yourself. Flinging the money into the temple, they departed and went off and hanged himself. The chief priests gathered up the money, but said, It is not lawful to deposit this in the temple treasury, for it is the price of blood. After consultation, they used it to buy the potter's field as a burial place for the foreigners. That is why the field even today is called the field of blood. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of a man, with a price on his head, a price set by some of the Israelites. And they paid it out for the potter's field just as the Lord had commanded me. Now, jesus stood before the governor who questioned are you the king of jews jesus said you say so and when he was accused by the chief priests and elders he made no answer then pilate said to him do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you but he did not answer him one word so that the government was greatly amazed now on the occasion of the feast that the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd one prisoner whom they wished, and at that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas, or Jesus, called the Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had handed him over. While he was still seated on the bench, his wife sent him a message, Have nothing to do with that righteous man. I suffered much in a dream today because of him. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, but to destroy Jesus. The governor said to them in reply, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They answered, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. But he said, Why, what evil has he done? They only shouted the louder, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw what he was not when he was when Pilate saw that he was not succeeding at all but that the riot was breaking out instead he took water washed his hands in the sight of the crowd saying I am innocent of this man's blood look at look to it yourselves and the whole people said in reply let his blood be upon us and upon our children then he released barabbas to them but after he had had Jesus scourged he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the government, governor took Jesus to the praetorium and gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped off his clothes and threw a scarlet military cloak about him. Weaving a crown of, out of thorns, they placed it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat upon him and took the reed, and kept striking him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they had stripped him of the cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him off to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a Syrian named Simon. This man pressed into service to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Galotha, which means the place of the skull, they gave Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he had tasted it, he refused to drink. After they crucified him, they divided his garments by casting lots, and then they sat down and kept watch over him. And they placed over his head a written charge against him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and the other on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their heads and were saying, You who destroy the temple and rebuild in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from that cross. Likewise, the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said, he saved others. He cannot save himself. So he is the king of Israel. Let him come down from that cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusted in God. Let Let him deliver him now. And if he wants him, for he said, I am the Son of God. The revolutionaries who were crucified with him also kept abusing him in the same way. From noon onward, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. and about three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lima Sabaktakthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, this one is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran up to get a sponge, soaked it in wine, putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, wait, let us see if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out again in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the sanctuary was torn from, in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, rocks were split, tombs were opened, And the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming forth from their tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly when they saw the earthquake and they all and all that they thought was happening. And they said, truly, this was the son of God. There were many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee ministering to him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from, from Arammeritha Mar- Ar- 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 named Joseph who was himself a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked him for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be handed over. Taking the body, Joseph wrapped it in clean linen and laid it in his new tomb that he had honed in the rock. Then he rolled a huge stone across the entrance to the tomb and departed. But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary remained sitting there, facing the tomb. The next day, the one following day day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that this imposter still lived and said, After three days, I will be raised up. Give orders, then, that the grave may be secured until the third day, lest his disciples come and steal him and say to the people, He has been raised from the dead. This last impostor would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, The guard is yours. Go, secure it the best you can. So they went, secured the tomb by fixing a seal to the stone and setting the guard. The Gospel of the Lord. All right, that was a long one, and um, the passion of our Lord, it, it really it really can get to you in so many ways, but the reality of, of what we have today is it was a setup, and for over 2,000 years, you can see politics haven't changed one bit, and people keep buying it up. There's always an agenda, always a fight for power and control, good versus evil. This fight will rage on until the day Jesus comes back. I believe that fully in my heart. Seeing how the war won't be won by us, what's our play? How do we do our part? Now, this may seem a bit passive, and it'll it'll go against our human nature, but Jesus shows us the way. There is no fight. There is no win. There's love, and there's truth. Jesus tells us to love our enemies. So, Jesus doesn't fight. He doesn't resist. He places all his faith in the Father. He accepts his punishment. He takes on our sins and faces death. We have this way of focusing so much on wanting to be right and winning the fight that we begin to lose ourselves in those battles. Life becomes about winning, not about what's right or just or what we are called to be. I've lived this hardcore, straight inside of my ego, desiring to win and be right, and not to do what's right. What the other side misses is that they seek control, because their lack of power. Jesus gives it all away, including his life, because he's abundantly powerful. So powerful that even death has no power over him. And true power is in creation. In Jesus power he creates a way home for us with him in heaven our greatest power is not to destroy the as the enemy does it's to create create as Jesus creates create in love a way a path to be a conduit for love to love abundantly to give abundantly and sometimes that means we're going to have to take one for the team To simply surrender and have full faith in God and allow him to fight our battles. This means loving and trusting God above ourselves. Faith in him to deliver us where he wants us. The sea may part or we may have to take our part in our cross too. This is true power and love. It's confidence in the father above all else. Lord Jesus, my power is in you. My love comes from you. My strength is in you. May I live according to your will, your word, your ways and truth, and glorify you in everything that I do. I ask you to pray this with me today. May we all find our true love and power in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm praying for you, wishing you nothing but love, light. And truth. Thank you for listening to our dad's podcast, A Journey to the Narrow Gate. And if you want to keep receiving the Word of God daily, please follow or subscribe and leave a review. Keep listening because God is working all things for good. We love you and we are, we are praying, praying for you. For you.